What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and it's about anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can also follow Red Zone Radio on Instagram at Red Zone underscore radio. All right, so uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's an NFL insider, and he comes out and he says, Aaron Rodgers' deal is starting to screw the Packers, unquote, end quote. And I want to kind of give you a hypothetical. So let's suppose, you know, you live with a roommate. If you live with a roommate, you could probably relate to this. But you live with a roommate or you've lived with a roommate. Let's suppose at that time uh, that roommate said, hey, we should get a dog. And you were like, no, I don't, I don't want to get a dog. It's too big of a mess. I don't feel like picking up to him. And the roommate said, no, I don't mind to pick up the mess. You won't have to worry about him. He'll be my dog. I will take care of him. So then that's fine. You get the dog. And a couple months later, you're going out to a party or whatever. And uh, the roommate's like, but I would try to go to that party, but I have to watch this dog. I wish you could stay home and watch this dog so I go to the party. Well, that doesn't really make sense because it's the roommate's dog. The roommate said, I take care of the dog. It's his responsibility. You were against it, right? And that is what Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson is doing to their teams. That's what they're doing to the, their teams. What I mean by that is they're essentially saying, look, th- these teams come up to them. They say, look, we'll give you a big deal, but you got to know if we give you a big deal, we can't go spending all this money on playmakers, we can't go spending money on DeAndre Hopkins, and we can't go spending money on Julio Jones and and surplus of weapons because we're giving you all that money. And uh, at the time, I'm sure Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers were like, "Oh no, that's fine. I'll make it work. That's fine. Give me that. Give me the money." But now that they're seeing all these guys winning these Super Bowls, they're seeing Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady walking the system for super first year, win a Super Bowl, go to back-to-back Super Bowls. They're seeing some other teams have success. They're seeing Baker have success. And, and the reason why these guys are having success, of course, is because their organization is built around them. They get them a surplus of weapons. They get them a good defense. And that's all fine. And, and here's what Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are now doing. Oh, well, I mean... It's not fair that they're going to the Super Bowls and they're and they're having this and they're winning these many games because their organization is built around them and my organization won't build around me. Okay, but the reason why your organization is not building around you is because you are not restructuring your contract. And that's fine, just like with the dog. That's fine, you want the dog, but then you can't be like, well, how come you're going out? How come you're having fun when I have this dog? How come these guys are going to the Super Bowls? Because... Get this, they restructured their contract. And, you know, I got no problem with it. Here's the thing. I was very critical of Dak Prescott when he when he sat out and he said, I want I want all this money. And, uh, and you know what? The money was important to him, and he got it. And that's fine. But here's what I don't see Dak Prescott doing. Jerry Jones, you got to get me another weapon, man. Uh, you got to get me someone on defense. Come on, Jerry, you got to help me out here. Because he realizes, hey... I'm taking up most of the money. I can't go bash the team on shows that I'm doing and and you know social media because I am part of that, and uh, and that's what he does. So you know he t- the money was important to him and that's fine. He took it, but for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, particularly this offseason, apparently that is not enough for them. All right, um, Jared Goff, you know Daniel Jeremiah. Very knowledgeable, watches hours of film, uh, understands the NFL draft, understands the NFL inside and out. But he's been a scout, played college football. He understands. He understands the game. He said uh, in his last mock draft, he does tons of mock drafts. He, in his last mock draft, 
he had Justin Fields going to Lions, and then he said he said something that I thought that I thought was really interesting. He said, "You know, they are not emotionally invested in Jared Goff at all. They don't owe Jared Goff this emotional support that we all think they do. They got him in a trade in a bargain trade." He actually said. Jared Goff's probably not a, if it was just a straight up trade, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, that wouldn't have happened. And I agree with him. I mean, they are not 100% invested emotionally in Jared Goff. And uh, he also had the Lions taking just the fields. So what do the Lions then? What do they uh, essentially do with the seventh overall pick? Do they trade up and get Justin Fields? Do they try to sit? The, because here's the thing. All these quarterbacks, they're going to go super fast this year. I think, I, I mean, there is potential that there's going to be four straight quarterbacks taken with the first four picks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones at, th- or Mac Jones at three. And then there's, there's a chance the Falcons will take a quarterback. There's definitely a chance that they will because they got to start to look uh, for the future a little bit. So with that being said, you're probably... Now, here's the thing. If Justin Fields falls to destroy, that's kind of like a gift for them. I mean, that is a... That is a... Uh, I mean, that that is some kind of gift, getting Justin Fields at 7 when you thought you were going to have Jared Goff. I don't think it's Jared Goff, but he's extremely limited what Justin Fields could do. Uh, Justin Fields, big arm, super talent. I, th- I think he'll succeed. So here is So here is what could potentially happen. Now... A couple NFL insiders have come out and said, actually one NFL insider said, quote, it doesn't smell right. Talk about Justin Fields going number three to the 49ers. So if you're the Lions, you could potentially sit there at number seven. And to be honest, you're probably most likely going to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields, which, by the way, is kind of a steal for the seventh overall pick. Um, but here is what I would say to them drafting quarterback. If you do draft a quarterback, that's fine. But you can't go, you cannot get a quarterback and think, and think I still got Jared Goff as plan B. Or I still got Jared Goff as plan A, whatever you were planning. Yeah, you just cannot do that. Let me tell you a story. One time, okay, it's high school track. Nobody cares about it. I was running high school track. I ran the hurdles and I fell. I literally could not run the hurdles the same all year. Like 10 people are watching the stands. I could not run the same all year. Okay, so when you're in the biggest sport in the NFL, which is the NFL in America, and you got millions of people watching on draft day, potentially the Lions drafting who you think is going to replace you, do you really think Jared Goff is going to come back from that? Now, I'm not saying don't do it if you're planning to replace him. But there is no way he is going to come out and just ball out next year because he thinks his replacement's coming. For some people, that works. For Jerry Goff, I don't think that's going to work. When you watch your replacement get drafted in front of you, and by the way, I would say the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, but the difference is he's a veteran and he's been in this league for a long time. So it's still going to affect him. I don't think it's going to affect him as much. But as for Jerry Goff, he's younger. Well, just a few years ago, he was a first-round, first-overall pick. And all of a sudden, he kind of had that long roller coaster ride in the NFL as an NFL quarterback. So, if you get a quarterback, you're going to wreck him. You're going to wreck him emotionally. You're going to wreck his confidence. And, and listen, I'm not saying don't do it simply for the welfare of Jared Goff. Because if that's the case, 
and you honestly think you need to make a change, that's fine, and you should do it because the NFL is a business. But if you're doing this and you're thinking, man, I'm still going to have Jared Goff as a plan B or a plan A, all of a sudden, I don't think that's going to work. I think you either got to go with Jared Goff or go with the guy that's going to be there at the number seven overall pick. I wanted to uh, talk about Julian Edelman and his retirement. So Julian Edelman retires. And, uh, you know, a lot of people come to social media and and he had a great career. And that's awesome. But the one thing that I love about Julian Edelman is he was never the fastest. He was never the strongest or the biggest. And I know that kind of sounds like a cliche. But, I mean, look at him play. He doesn't look like a Julio Jones. And he was a slot receiver. But he doesn't look like a Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins. But he made so many unbelievable clutch plays for Tom Brady in that dynasty. I'm not saying the dynasty wouldn't have happened without Julian Edelman, but there are a lot of Super Bowl wins and a lot of playoff wins and a lot of big games that would not have happened without Julian Edelman. Tom Brady would be out of Super Bowl if it wasn't for one amazing Julian Edelman catch. And today, everyone's debating, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he not a Hall of Famer? And, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But with that being said, as you know, that's we all are kind of like, well, if you don't make it to the Hall of Fame, your career, it wasn't successful. Andrew Luck's probably not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Julian Edelman, I think he will be in the Hall of Fame, but it doesn't mean his career was a failure if he's not in the Hall of Fame. And I think that's kind of what, like, we're, 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 so, we're so concentrated on comparing LeBron and Michael Jordan. Half the time, we don't even talk about any other player in the league because we're so concentrated on the debate between LeBron and Michael Jordan. We don't even care about any of the players in between the gap of LeBron and Michael Jordan that that showed out when LeBron was still developing when he was younger. Or we don't care about any of the players before Michael Jordan because we have isolated to Michael Jordan and LeBron James. We don't really we don't really think about all the players that helped Tom Brady get there. Um, but Julian Edelman was certainly one of the big factors of him doing that. And a uh, great career for Julian Edelman. And uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I hope he makes the Hall of Fame. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to it on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to also follow it. Uh, You can also rate it, whatever you want. And if you're listening on iHeartRadio, please be sure to subscribe as well. And please do so if you're listening on any other platform and if you enjoyed it. Uh, But have a great day, everyone, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.